Good evening and welcome back to another another podcast with Divorced and Delivered. Oh my goodness, it's been a while, I know, it's been since March, but so much has transpired since that time. And really, sometimes you just have to take a break and emotionally, I was not there. Physically, I was not there. So I did myself a favor and I took a break from podcasting on Divorce and Deliver. But guess what? I am back and I'm ready to go full-fledged, full-fledged. Because you know what? When I look at my stats, this podcast is doing really well. And I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because I know there's a need out there. So I don't want to stop helping others as much as I can. So here we go with another podcast from your host, Patrix. This is Divorced and Delivered. Well, you know how we do. We start off with prayer. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. Father God, we ask for forgiveness of our sins, known and unknown. Father God, we ask that you cleanse our hearts and make them as pure as you can see them be. God, we ask that you forgive us those things that we know now, don't know not of. And we just want to say thank you. We just want to say thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to praise you, Father God. I give this podcast to you, Father God. Do and use it however you will, Father God. Let it touch those that need it, Father God, and let it reach the masses. God, we give it to you. We surrender all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, good evening, my fellow listeners. And those that replay, I am so grateful for you. This is Patrix again with a new podcast. As you heard earlier, I took a break and now I'm back. So this this topic right here is really going to help you. I am so excited to talk about this. So as a disclaimer, this is used not for medical reasons. It is used for entertainment purposes and listen at your own discretion Okay, we just got to put that out there. All right, I am Patrix, as you know. I've been doing this podcast since 2020. Um, I started during the pandemic when divorce rates were so high. However, I've been divorced almost 21 years. And um, so I know what it is to bounce back from divorce, to be delivered from bitterness, anger, resentment, um, rejection. I know what it is um, to go through those steps. And so when I got ordained, it was just on my heart to minister and help those that are going through divorce to be delivered from the feelings of hurt and pain. And so this is how the podcast was started. But we do it every Sunday after dark. Yes, after dark. So anyway. We're going to continue going on, even though I'm getting alerts. That's okay. We're going to ignore that. 
So the topic this evening is the psychological means of manipulation that 94% of people learn too late. Yes, sometimes you are being manipulated and you have no idea. 94%, can you believe? That is high. That is crazy. That is out of this world. That just blows my mind. 94% of us do not realize that we are being manipulated. Well, you're not going to be having that problem anymore because I'm going to go through what it is so you can recognize the signs of manipulation. What? Yes. So, bear with me, bear with me. This is not going to take that long, but we are going to get down to the nitty-gritty. We're not going to go all around it. We're going straight to the head of it. Okay, number one thing is gaslighting. If you've been manipulated, that person is going to gaslight you. I used to ask, what is gaslighting? I don't understand. I understand, but I don't. But let me break it down to you. So, example of gaslighting is they insist an incident didn't happen when it did, and they claim that they did or said something when they didn't. So, if someone said, I did say that, and they didn't actually say it, they are gaslighting you. And then, the, their goal is to make you question your own reality. Reality, memory, or perception. So they're gonna ask you questions like, um, "Is that what you believe? Is that what really happened? Um, do you remember what was said or what was done?" They're gonna question you and make you have to think about what you're saying. But this is one thing you can do: always give yourself permission to leave the conversation when it starts. So when they start question you or you know trying to dig for your memories like do you remember this or did you say that remember leave the conversation because you don't have to answer any questions that you don't want to Ooh, this is one right here I have dealt with and many of you I'm sure number two is the silent treatment they stop all forms of communication by ignoring your calls and texts you're texting and, you know, the first t- sign, you're like, okay, they didn't text back. Give them a little few, 20 minutes, an hour, maybe a whole day, they don't text back. Then, you, then you're starting to get worried, right? So then that puts stress on your body. That's not what you want. Whoever loves you does not want you to stress. They don't want you to put this on your body because stress is the number one killer. Yes, it is. So then you end up doing just about anything to stop feeling the sense of punishment. Yes, you feel like you're being punished because they're ignoring you. Like, what have I done wrong? Is that you're questioning yourself? You just don't want to go there. That is, again, putting stress on you. So remember the silent treatment. Their communication stops. They ignore your calls and your texts. That is a sign of manipulation. So... So what you need to do is find alternatives and never beg for attention. This only encourages the behavior. Because when you start playing in on that and you're sending text like, what's wrong? Is something okay? Did I do something? 
they're going to play in on that. They're going to make you really feel bad about yourself, make you really question yourself, make you really feel rejected. So don't do that. Go do something that is helping you build yourself up. Exercise, walk, talk to a friend, go out and have ice cream or coffee with someone, but don't question it. Don't. Let it be. Remember, most of the time, it's not you, it's them, right? Number three, giving ultimatums. Oh my goodness, I hate that. Ultimatums, like, if you don't accept this, it's over. And distressing because the, they generate anxiety. It's either all or nothing. Threats put pressure on you and make you make a decision before you're ready. Always ask for time to think or else reject right away. So always ask time to think about it. Don't answer the ultimatums, right? Don't answer the threats. Don't let that pressure you to making a decision before you're ready. Just say, I need time to think about it. Or else, just let it go. I advise to let it go, but that's just me. You do what you have to do. You ask God what it is you have to do. I did listen to Stephen Speaks, and he was speaking on something like this, and yeah, that's what he was saying. You know, number two was to try again, call him back. Number three was like to pray about it and see what God has. I always say, ask God, pray about anything, any decisions you make, because he is the ultimate creator. God knows all. He sees all. So, yes, I do recommend asking God what should you do and waiting on his answer. Number four, negative humor. Oh, the sarcastic humor is a pain in the you-know-what. But yes, manipulators make critical or hurtful comments and brush them off as they're jokes. They're not jokes, people. They're manipulating you. So if someone sends you a critical or hurtful comment or says something to you that's hurtful and then tries to, I'm just joking, it's not a joke. They mean it. (laughs) A lot of times they like to demean you. Um, That imposes psychological superiority over you. So if you're being demeaned or feeling bad about yourself because of this person, guess what? It's negative humor. It's not cool. It's not okay. Ignore it. Stay calm and keep a positive attitude. It's hard to have a positive attitude when you have negative humor, but keep that positive attitude and push on because you don't need that stress at all. Number five, they claim ignorance very often. They pretend not to understand what you want them to do or say. They'll say something like, I don't understand what it is, you know. Well, they haven't been answering your text. Or, and then you say, well, what do you think? You want them to answer your text. You want them to be honest with you. You want them to be real. You want them to not, you know, lead you on or have you hanging on to something that's not real. So they will pretend not to understand what it is you want from them or what you want them to say. This is a way they take advantage of you and dump more responsibilities on you. So now it's back in your court. It's like you're causing the drama, and you're not. It's not you. It's usually them. Anyway, always take a moment to evaluate if they're trying to avoid some obligation or work. Make sure you look at that. Are they avoiding you? Are they avoiding obligation? Yes, the obligation is, are we in this relationship or we're not? simple as that number 
six, familiar meeting location. A manipulative person may insist on you meeting and interacting in a physical space where space they can exercise more dominance and control. Do they ask you, come to my house, come to my city, come to my town, come to where I work or this or that. That's usually because they can control you because you're in their space. You're not in a neutral place. Stick to a neutral place or something that's new for you both. Whether it's a relationship, a friendship, a, a family ship, whatever it is, stay neutral. Do not go to someone's home or someone's place of business or someone's car to have a discussion. You need to make sure that you are in a neutral place or somewhere new. Number seven, then you speak. A manipulator will ask general and probing questions to establish a baseline. You know what that means? They're trying to see where you're at, where your head is, so then they can go from there and tear it down piece by piece. Then they use the baseline to evaluate your strengths and your weaknesses. Do not overshare. Always ask questions to fully understand the person's perspective. And once you know their perspective, if it's a bad intention, get out of there. No longer engage. Disengage. That's what I say. I don't entertain the devil. I don't entertain a manipulator. Disengage immediately. Or you're going to set yourself up for failure in this. Because remember, a manipulator is pretty much a genius in what they do at manipulating. And they will use it to tear you down. Number eight, intellectual bullying. Oh, bullying at its best. This is when someone overwhelms you with facts, stats, or jargon you may have no knowledge in. So, like I said, I don't really like um, philosophy or philosophical speaking or things of that nature because I think that's what they're doing. People are trying to tear you down, see if you have knowledge in whatever it is that they're speaking, mumbo-jumbo. And then they want to tear you down. The main goal is always to take advantage of you. And if you don't understand what they're talking about, or if they're just throwing out some this and that, and you're like, huh? It's going to take advantage of you. Believe me, it will. Always prepare through research if it is a pre-planned meeting. And don't be quick to lose your stance. Don't give in. Do not give in to whatever they're saying because nine times out of ten it is to manipulate you and you do not need to be in that arena you don't want to be manipulated by that mastermind manipulator right so so anyway Manipulation is the definition, the action of manipulating something in a skillful manner. So they have a skill to manipulate you. Yes, this format allows fast picture manipulation. This is from the Webster Dictionary. The action of manipulating someone is in a clever or unscrupulous way. There was no deliberate manipulation of the emotion. What does it mean to manipulate? Someone manipulates is the exercise of a harmful influence over others. People who manipulate others attack their mental and emotional side to get what they want. The person doing the manipulating called the manipulator seeks to create an imbalance of power. 
that is horrible. So they change it to manipulate it, and they gain the power. Never give your power over to someone, right? Only God. Only to God. Manipulation in a romantic relationship often involves facilitating or an intense, passionate connection that lays the ground for trying to maintain control. That's what happened in relationships. And they use these different tactics, which we went over. So make sure you jot that down so that you know what it is. So now, what does the Bible say about manipulation? Well, let's see. You know, manipulation is like a type of lying. Who was the master manipulator in the Bible? We all know the answer. That is Satan. Satan is the father of all lies. John 8:44. We might also call him the master of manipulation. He manipulated Eve using half-truths and appeals to her desire for wisdom to deceive her into disobeying God. To this day, Satan manipulates people into traps he sets for them. He masquerades as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. He exploits your weaknesses, strokes your pride, and assures us to following a sinful path is in our best interest. He is insidious in his artfulness. He has many ploys to bring you under his control, right? Another person in the Bible that was manipulated, Samson was a victim of manipulation a couple of different times. At his wedding feast, he posed a riddle to the Philistine attendees. If they could answer him correctly, he would give them 30 linen garments and 30 sets of cloths. Judges 14.12, the Philistines were stumped and they resorted to asking Simon's new wife to whittle the answer from him. They convinced her to get the answer how he was so strong. Samson's wife threw herself on him, sobbing, you hate me, you don't really love me. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. She cried the whole seven days of the feast. Verses 16, 17. Finally, Samson allowed himself to be manipulated and to give her the answer, which she promptly relayed to her townspeople. Later, Samson fell victim to the manipulation, Delilah, and he lost his life as a result. That's in Judges 16. The Bible warns us of those who would manipulate us in spiritual matters. The New Testament has many warnings for those of Christians to be on the lookout for the false teachers. We must not be easily deceived. Galatians 3, 1, 2 Peter 2. Paul spoke out against manipulators who warned their ways, warmed their ways into homes and gained control over gullible women who are loaded down with sin and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. 2 Timothy 3 and 6, Jesus warned, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves, raven wolves inside. Matthew seven fifteen. So, manipulation in the Bible 
It's all over the Bible. So why not when someone not manipulated you? Because it's in the Word. Nothing is new under the sun. Right? So, um, you really have to be careful, right, of snakes. Don't be taken advantage of, of innocent as doves. Don't manipulate others. Matthew 10, 12. Shrewd as snakes. Don't be taken advantage of. Innocent as doves. Don't manipulate others, right? Some people are more manipulated by nature. They have strong wills and their personalities and, and gender trust. So we must be careful when dealing with such people, especially when they are within our own families. In all relationships, trust is important. We should speak the truth in love and demand the same from others. So there you have it. Manipulation all throughout the Bible. I know you are familiar with some of those stories, right? But if not, make sure you get in the word. Read your word about manipulation. It is evil. It is not of God. And it is despised in the Bible. It has brought people to death. It has brought people to stressful illnesses. And it is not a good thing. So, this right here is just nuggets to help you recognize that manipulating spirit, that evil spirit, that Satan spirit, if you come in contact with it. Oh man, this has been such a good topic. I could not go another day without speaking on manipulation. I have seen it all. I've been there and I know it. So sometimes it could slip past you. Yes, but if you recognize any signs of that evil, evil Satan using someone for manipulation to manipulate you, make sure you recognize the signs and help yourself by avoiding it at all costs, right? So those are some of the signs. Once again, disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes. I am not a doctor. I am a minister and I am giving you Nuggets to help you move forward in life and recognize that manipulating spirit, that evil spirit that some carry, right? But as God commanded, we should love all as he loved us. So continue to love, continue to be prosperous, continue to pray, continue to read the word of God and continue to grow in him. Amen. So thank you again. I appreciate all the listeners, but this is a topic I just could not let go by. So hopefully you picked up something on that. Hopefully you're recognizing that and just pray. Stay in prayer. I can't stress it enough. Prayer changes things. Thank you. Have a blessed day. And remember to tune in Sunday nights after dark on Divorce and Deliver. I'm your host. Have a blessed day, everyone. Mm -hmm.